Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I'm speaking with 20-year shoe industry veteran Bob Mullaney. He was recently named president and CEO of R.G. Barry Brands, the Pickerton, Ohio parent of Deer Foams, Bagolini, and Foot Pedal Brands. Uh, Foot Pedals Brands. Before joining Barry, Ms. Mullaney was president and COO of Shoes.com, previously known as Shoebuy.com, the globe's second largest e-commerce footwear retailer that he repositioned from a basic transactional site to an optimized online customer shopping experience that experienced double-digit growth under his leadership. A prior experience for Bob, an active member of the 210 Footwear Foundation, included, included president of the Americas for the Rockport Company before it was sold by the Adidas Group to Berkshire Partners New Balance Holdings, a leadership roles at the former Brown Shoe, which is now called Calaris Group, and at Strideright Corporation. Uh, good morning, Bob, and let's get started. Before we dig into your plans for RG Barry Brands, maybe you could share with our listeners your thoughts on how you see the state of the footwear industry today from the vendor side, both Brown and Athletic, and the comfort market that RG Barry competes in with their phones. Hey, good morning, Bob. Uh, opportunity, I think, is the word here. I think it's a period, great opportunity. The consumer certainly has changed how, and especially where, she has interacts with brands. I believe it comes down to uh, whether you're a brown shoe or an athletic brand. Obviously, the size of those companies are different, but I think it comes down to great products, great expression, great storytelling, and great experience. So, same principle, you know, that have always happened. It's just happened a little bit differently. I think there's a strong pull uh, right now that's maybe something different from our past that is either very special or premium product uh, or a commodity. So, I think there's a polarization of offerings to the consumer and what he or she values. I do say that the biggest change is how the customer wants to interact and clearly wants newness uh, incrementally expressed in a fresh way. Uh, so that's, you know, the experiential that we hear that word quite often. Uh, the comfort market is a little bit different. It's an interesting take. Uh, over the last five years especially, even a little bit before that, everyone wants to be in the comfort market, where I don't think that was the case 10 years ago. The difference here is that I, I believe that you are either committed to it and you want to be committed to it, or you're, you know that you want your shoe to be comfortable. You need to continue to make people's lives better through comfortable shoes. It's a vocation. Uh, it's not a footbed insert. So I think that's, you know, I think that gets uh, shown through to the consumer these days of who the people are committed to uh, comfort and making people's lives better and some of those people who want to utilize a marketing technique. Uh, secondly today, Bob, I wanted to ask you your, your thoughts on what you think the biggest challenges facing retail footwear business today, online and traditional, and the biggest positives as we enter 2018 and perhaps, uh, if you don't mind, to touch upon what you think the biggest negatives might be for the industry. There's a seismic change in how in the journey of the consumer. Um, and I think that's the, you know, what we're dealing with right now and we in the community, whether it be wholesale and or retail, is how we catch up to how she's interacting with brands. It's on her terms, and especially now it's on her turf. And I think the turf is what I think people are, are dealing with. Um, and either you, you have a very small time to either introduce or validate your company and brand concepts and product. Uh, and it, most likely, those validations will come from her smartphone. I get inspired all the time by quote from Eminem and lose yourself. Uh, if you had one shot or one opportunity, and I think that we need to keep that the consumer at the front of our minds uh, continually. I think we are working towards accepting how she interacts. And I think as an industry, we need to get away from the assembly line method of bringing products to market. In the past, 
product, pass it off to sales, you know, we pass it off to marketing, and then we pass it off to retailers. I think that has to change. I think there needs to be a, a better collaboration between wholesale and retail partners and how we're going to express our solutions to her needs. Uh, because I think how we how we communicate with her is arguably equally as important as the product we are offering her. Speaking of, yeah, I just want to mention, you know, I think part of that is I think if we can get over the thought of online versus traditional. I think it's one and the same. I do think that, sure, there'll be more transactions conducted with the consumer online, and that'll continue to evolve. But I think experiential or how physical retail plays into this will be a very large part of the future as well. And now let's turn to your current employer and its stable of brands, R.G. Barry, uh, which, by the way, celebrated its 70th anniversary in 2017 and ended 52 years as a public company in 2014 when it was acquired by a wholly owned subsidiary of private equity firm Mill Road Capital. What do you hope to accomplish at RG Barry? And does the company have any plans to expand its portfolio of brands? And, and finally, does Mill Road Capital have any plans to divest the company or any of those brands? So, I mean, at RG Barry, we certainly want, I mean, my mission there is to work with a great group of people who want to make a company with a really strong foundation, great. And I think it's how we make it great by being inspired and respecting our path. But combining that and reimagining and rejuvenating our product expression and certainly how we conduct ourselves or how we solve problems for the consumer, um, I think that's certainly what I'm, I'm set out to do and, and work with a great great team there. Acquisitions, uh, one of the things I was inspired by in this opportunity, besides obviously making this very strong base of a company great, was working with Mill Road Capital and Blackstone Capital, because acquisitions is a real consideration. If it makes sense, it, it needs to be supportive to what we do to grow our company, and I think it needs to support our plan, and especially we need to retain our focus. We don't have to go out and acquire people for the sake of acquiring uh, companies. It has to be something that makes a lot of sense in how we do business and complements our business or in our current uh, business structure. As it relates to divesting, haven't given a lot of thought. You know, it's that embracing growth mindset that I have right now. We believe our brands are in three great niche areas to develop and uh, grow the company. Some 30 years ago, Deer Farms featured the late Zsa Zsa Gabor and some British royal family lookalikes in its first foray into network television advertising. Uh, you know, where does the comfort brand stand today with consumers in North America and around the world? And any developments planned for Deer Farms from a product or marketing perspective in 2018? And finally, maybe you could describe a little bit about the North American slipper market today. Yeah, I, it's funny. Deerphones has an unbelievably uh, rich and interesting uh, history. Uh, as I've been digging in and learning more and embracing, Zsa Gabor, the royal family look like ads make complete sense to us. Once you get to know a little bit more about our founder, Florence Melton, we definitely celebrated 70th year in uh, this year. That serves as a great launching point, I think, for the company. Certainly, the following generations to understand, if you know a little bit about her, Florence had a very flair for fashion and love for glamour. I'm personally motivated by the fact that she went and founded this brand on creating solutions, which was a phone technology uh, from a military provider, and she turned this into a company. So she was, a, you know, beyond her years, uh, ahead of her years, rather, you know. She, she was doing things, she, she founded a company as a female founder 70 years ago. Uh, that's something that's personal to me that I loved when I uh, was coming to R.G. Barry to share with my two daughters, 14 and 12, about her strength. I think it's a, it's a great story that we should be inspired by as a company. I do think our archives there are a treasure trove for us to respect our past and be inspired and not be held back by the past, but be inspired by how it was relevant in her day. And I think that 
that in itself, I think, is a wonderful opportunity as a company for us to reimagine in Deerphones for the consumer, but yet be inspired how she uh, went about starting the Deerphones brand. I think we need to unlock the entrepreneurial spirit in the company and made her an unbelievable business person. So I think that, you know, again, this is about respecting the past, but bringing it forward, rejuvenating, and bring it to the consumer in fresh ways. I think that would be something I'll be certainly with the millennial consumer uh, appreciated as we go forward. And what about, um, do you have any plans for any particular um, new product or uh, marketing for 2018 or is it too early for that at this point or do you know you've only been on board a little bit, a little bit of time here now? Yeah, I think I'm going to need a little bit of time as we move into presenting 2018. I see a really strong product line. I think we have uh, some, some great people. I do think there's an opportunity uh, as we move into 2019 to embrace innovation, to have a strong foundation. Uh, foam is a large part uh, of our, our history. I think there's some great ways to offer different solutions and different innovations to the consumer and embrace that. So I would, I would look for innovation and then great storytelling and embracing trend-relevant designs for the next generation of Deerphone users. One more last follow-up, Bob. What about the target demo for Deerphones? Is it dual gender? Is it particularly a certain age group? Or can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, our target customer is certainly 35 plus. It's uh, female and male. Uh, our actually uh, male business is something that's extremely strong. And we have the ability to grow on that and capitalize on that. I think the our, our job next is to uh, get the millennial consumer into our brands. And I think that's through a new expression and concentrating on um, this customer and how we'll interact with the brand. I think it's very relevant, provide great solutions uh, to her, make her feel comfortable, make it emotional to her. And I think that just ha- is going to take us to think about things a little bit differently than how we're doing it today. Finally today, Bob, I wanted to wrap up with talk, if you could talk a little bit about RG Barry's other two brands, the premium insole maker foot pedals and the handbag br- uh, brand Bagalini. Uh, tell our uh, listeners a little bit about those brands. Yeah, I mean, they, these both brands are have an unbelievably strong following. Bagalini especially has a certain amount of customers who are just loyalists and some of them have 10, 15 uh, bagelini bags in the closet. I think we need to start and celebrate that core, introduce it to more consumers. I think it's more about brand awareness there because obviously the current consumer base is very passionate about our business and passionate about our, uh, about the brands. Um, another company that was female founded, uh, solution oriented, it has a wonderful story. I think the same thing, female founded uh, with foot pedals in solving problems for consumers on shoes that don't typically, you know, not every shoe can fit uh, every consumer. It's a very, it's an impossible task <laughs> to have a lash shape. But, so we're a great augmentation to support and, and help that. So I think both these brands have tremendous upside, especially in terms of brand reach. The people that do know the brands are very connected to the brand. So I think that's a wonderful start. I think our job is now to get the brand into more consumers' hands, uh, whether it's through a primary consumer or a secondary consumer and we'll have initiatives towards both so that'll be our, consi- our current product offering and how do we evolve that and then how do we express ourselves uh, to a new consumer base well thanks so much uh, for your insights today Bob Mullaney you've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media this is Bob McGee